Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Well, we are almost two weeks into 2019. How are you doing with those New Year's resolutions? In today's Get Ready for the Future show, building habits that stick, especially when it comes to your finances. It's a mental game, and we've got renowned sports psychologist Brett McCabe with some insight. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Broadcasting all across Arkansas. Welcome to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show as we settle into a new year, second weekend of the new year. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Principal at Genwell Financial, and Chad Roller with us on the left, and we welcome you in, and we are without Janet today. We do hope that her voice is feeling a little bit better. I understand her voice is just not doing well right now. Yeah, uh, she had a little voice problem earlier in the week, and uh, we we let her off on this recording session. However, uh, as you mentioned, uh, she's going to be on the interview with uh, Dr. Brett McCabe coming up in segment two of the show. And you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Chad and I just listened to that, and and, and we do want to point out as you'll point out in that interview, John, that, that this was recorded prior to the national championship game. But uh, Dr. McCabe is a sports psychologist, and he has lots of uh, sports star clients, but he is, among others, known for being the psychologist who helps out the Alabama football team. So that ought to tell you something. With the exception of last Monday night. He probably was on emergency call when they got back to Tuscaloosa after uh, Monday night. I think that's so interesting because, I mean, obviously, if you look at the body of work of Alabama under Nick Saban over the last few years, you see why he's done a great job. But then that game went a little bit differently. It was very un-Alabama-like. Well, and and I believe that that Dabo out Saban Saban. Yeah. I I really do. I think that the focus – and the the mental attitude of of the Clemson Tigers was really what won that game. When you looked at the two teams come out of the tunnels, yep. you could tell that Alabama was going through the motions, and that that Clemson had been focused on this game all season long. And they even said that as much in the post game interviews. Well, and there was a looseness too. I mean, Clemson was smiling. Of course, they were winning, but they were there was a lot more <laughs> smiling going on. They were loose. I think they were ready for it. And it's interesting to me, because I don't think it was very surprising, Chad, that Clemson won the game. I think I even thought they had a chance to win the game. But the way they dominated the game, and they didn't dominate off the uh, off the opening kickoff either, if you think about it. They had the pick six. But other than that play, I thought Alabama was actually winning the football game. It didn't feel like Clemson was winning in the first quarter, but, man, they, they dominated the rest of the way. Well, and, and we look at it, and, and some of it's just turnovers. You know, That's turnovers true. at the wrong time and a couple of different plays, that, that game goes a different way. Yeah. And, and the mental aspect of, yeah. of how that can actually change the on the, the rest of, you know, the first quarter set the tone for a lot of the, you know, the rest of the game in a lot of ways. So, you know, it, it goes back to turnovers, fundamentals, those type of things. And I think that's what, uh, what Saban will, will probably, uh, key in on with a lot of those young guys is the fact that, you know, turnovers can, the small things can cost you the, the, the whole game. So let's make the connection here. Yeah. What is a turnover? <laughs> a turnover is a setback. Yep. A turnover is things didn't go the way you thought they were going to go. We just had a turnover in the market. Mm-hmm. We a just bunch had a, of them. Yeah, a bunch of turnovers in yeah. the market. And a lot of people are kind of reeling right now because mm-hmm. of they're getting their statements and they're saying that it was down in December. I'm sorry, it's down in November and down again in December. Uh, what's going on? You know, we're beginning to get some calls from people that just look at that one month uh, change in the market. And it it is spooky sometimes. And we're going to talk more about the, the fundamentals and what you have to focus on in terms of overcoming those turnovers during the game. Well, Dr. McCabe is going to talk about the fear of loss in the human brain. And I think that's so important to both what we saw in the national championship game on Monday night and to your financial journey. If you're an investor, if you're trying to get to retirement, whether you're fearful of the markets, whether you're fearful of running out of money before you run out of time in retirement, we protect ourselves. Johnny talks about how the brain is just wired since the beginning 
the number one goal for our brain is to preserve ourselves, right? Yep. So, so preserve in the, in the investing world, in the markets, is not losing money. So that yeah. loss, even though it's only on paper, becomes very effective to us. Yeah, and the impact of a negative rate of return is much stronger to somebody than even a, a good positive rate of return. Everybody's happy when, they're, when the uh, market goes up and they it's almost like they expect it to go up. And then they don't expect it to go down. And we've had this long run, just like Alabama's had a long run of national championships. And I think to some extent, Chad, those guys, I was watching them as they came through the tunnel and everything. They kind of like just expected to kind of just roll out there and and win. And, And that was not the case. Right. And John, you know, you you take it and you tie it to the markets and you start seeing some negative returns. It's actually that's the time to buy. Yeah. And and that's when it's time to capitalize. And we think, well, you know, how do we overcome that negative impact to say, hey, what I do have has been going down. But now how do I discipline myself to say, you know, hey, this is the time that I need to go after more. And I, I need to make adjustments. Scott, it goes back to who we are at GenWealth. There are three things that are very unique about us at GenWealth Financial Advisors. We are education-driven, education strategy-based, and team-delivered. And when you think about this situation that we're in in the market, you could have a couple of different reactions. And what we want to do on the show today is to get inside your brain and educate you about how to think about things when you're challenged, how to think about things when things don't go the way that they're supposed to go or the way you think they're supposed to go. That's part of the education. And then apply some strategies to it. As you're alluding to, Chad, you've got to have a strategy, whether the market is going up or whether the market is going down, you've got to have a strategy. And sometimes that strategy is to just stay on point. Just keep playing your game. And I think that if you go back to the national championship game, I don't think Alabama played their game. Mm-mm. I don't think that they, I Mm-mm. think they said, oh, wow, these guys are really after us here in the first quarter. They're, they're toe to toe with us. They're, they're, you know, we're, we're trading punches. We got to do something different. And nowhere was that even more, you know, evident than when Saban uh, called the fake yeah. field goal. I was like, yeah. what? They did what? Yes. That was a head scratcher, you know, oh, yeah. and I think it goes back to what you said earlier, Chad. To, to uh, equate the foot, you were talking about the football game, but it so applies to the investing and the long-term goals of our clients. The turnovers are setbacks, but what did you say? You said it goes back to the fundamentals, and and that's true in the markets when we talk about our long-term investing and we talk about where the economy is. It's the fundamentals that ultimately drive it. Because you go back to that fear of loss, John, a lot of what's driving the markets has been this fear of trade wars, right? The trade tariffs. Nothing has happened yet, right? It's just the fear of the possibility that something may happen has has really been a big factor in the drawback. You know what my fear is? My fear is that we will think ourselves into a market recession. Hmm. Because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think things are going to be bad, you take action to protect yourself. As you said, you, you stop buying as much. You stop spending as much. And what does that do? That actually fulfills that prophetic thought that you had that you thought, okay, things are about to be bad, so I'm going to pull back. We saw this in 2008. 2008, the the recession of 2008 was exacerbated more so than any other recession by all of the negative talk. And it became this, this, just this you know, self-repeating cycle that, you know, uh, somebody would say something on the news and it would reverberate through the community and, and everybody would get in bunker mentality. And it really took a, a level of capitulation to get out of that situation. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the markets in the fastest four minutes in investing that is on part of uh, the, or is on the Get Ready for the Future show for many of our affiliates. But stay tuned on the other side of the break. Also, Coming up, Brett McCabe, renowned sports psychologist, to talk about the mental aspects of getting your mind right in 2019. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust. 
who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Welcome in on the Get Ready for the Future show, the radio side, and to our viewers on social media, the fastest four minutes in investing. And I draw that distinction, John, because if you're listening on the radio, this is just a continuation of what we're talking about today, and that's emotions when it comes to your investments in the market. Yeah, it makes it really hard to pay attention to the long-term picture and to focus on the fundamentals when we've got all this volatility going on. But our job at GenWealth is to help you do just that. We don't want you straying off and, and being led astray by focusing on the wrong things. So today we're going to focus on a couple of things that we think are very important for you to to bear down on as we are in this period of volatility. We're talking a little bit today in the radio side about fear of loss and how our brains are worried about that, that we are protecting ourselves. We think we are protecting ourselves when we get caught up in this fear of loss mentality. Well, let's think about it from a different perspective. When you think about looking at your account value or your account statements from the end of December, there may be a fear of loss kick in because maybe your accounts have gone down. Likely they have if they're invested in equities. But let's talk about the equities and back to the fundamentals, John and something we call the P.E. ratio. Yeah, so if you think about the what fear will do to you, Scott, it will make you do the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason. And here is why we would say that it might be the wrong time at the wrong reason uh, to be fearful of this market right now. So go back to September. The price-earnings ratio on stocks, meaning the price of the stocks relative to how much analysts think that they're going to earn in the future, was up about 19 back in September. Where is it today? Well, it's somewhere between 15 and 16. Well, what analysts tell us is that with that level of PE at 15 or 16, the forecast is probably for double-digit returns in the future for stocks. As a matter of fact, a little history lesson. History tells us that when we have big drops in stock valuations, the market historically gives us strong rallies the next 12 months. And so if you take a look at the history since 1998, Scott, the average PE decline has been about four. 4.6 points. So PE comes down about 4.6. What's the average return after a decline of PE of 4.6? The average return over the next 12 months is about 16.9%. Now we had a decline, assuming that this downturn is over, we had a decline of about 4.9% as opposed to 4.6. And so I don't know what's going to happen in the future. There's a lot of things that could go sideways. You know, the Trump could get crossways again with the Chinese and that trade deal could potentially, you know, fall off the, the radar. We could have uh, us thinking and having this self-fulfilling prophecy of getting into a recession. A lot of things could go sideways. But history tells us that when we have a big pullback in the market, like we've had in November and December, better days historically have been ahead. We'll see what happens in 2019. So the theme here, don't focus on fear, focus on fundamentals. And we go back to what that PE is. That is a fundamentally uh, indi- a fundamental indicator in the sense that it makes sense that if prices go down, the only way that PE goes down is if the earnings don't, right? And That's the right. earnings of many of cor- the corporations in the S&P 500 and even extended beyond that are not only strong, they're still growing. Scott, a great opportunity to focus on the fundamentals is coming up on January 26th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza. GenWealth Financial Advisors is presenting our version of Outlook 2019. Tickets are still available. Go to our website at getreadyforthefuture.com and register there or give our office a call at 501-653-7355. Yeah, and space is limited and it is filling up fast. People wanting to get in into the market Outlook Uh, 2019 workshop. So do that uh, as quickly as you can. That's it for the fastest four. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in a moment. Stay in touch with the Get Ready for the Future show during the week. Search Facebook for Gen Wealth Financial Advisors or follow us on Twitter at Gen Wealth FA. More straight talk about money after this break. 
now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Regular listeners of the Get Ready for the Future show know we are prolific when it comes to our sports analogies, Janet, about uh, the connection between sports and money. Especially football and yeah, money. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we believe that the principles of being a champion are universal, regardless of whether you're trying to compete on the field or you're trying to, to win the money game. Right. And so today, we are really honored to have a special guest with us. Brett McCabe is, uh, among other things, the sports psychologist for the University of Alabama, and I have to point out that we're actually interviewing Brett on the eve of the national championship game as Alabama takes on Clemson. And so, Brett, I know that uh, you've got to be, uh, at least to, to some extent, your mind has to be in Santa Clara with the team, but we really do appreciate you joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show to talk a little bit about the mind and money. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And you know what? You're right. It's why I'm sporting the colors today just for some port here in Birmingham and and, you know, the, the guys are ready. Um, you know, one of the greatest things I have is the opportunity to be around young athletes and, and help them mold their future and find out who they are and what it takes to perform in this game is no different. So they'll be good. It'll be a great game and, and it'll be a fun thing to watch. A little nerve-wracking, but it'll be fun. <laughs> Janet, I think this, uh, for the benefit of the listeners on radio, I think this is the first time we've ever allowed somebody in Alabama gear to be on the Get Ready for the Future show since we were all diehard Arkansas You fans. know what, though? He's SEC. I mean, he gets a pass, you know? Yeah, definitely so. <laughs> That's what makes the SEC great, though, is really, I mean, look, I, I play ball at LSU. I mean, so for me to wear Alabama gear uh, <laughs> is not the easiest transition, but... When it comes to a game like this, uh, we're a unified family. It doesn't mean we all have to get along at our holidays. Um, but <laughs> That's we're true. all going to root for one another because it all benefits us in the long run. Absolutely. So, Doctor, let's talk a little bit about uh, the mind and money, as I put it earlier. Uh, draw some parallels, if you would, between what you do as a sports psychologist helping uh, the guys on the University of Alabama team to get ready for a national championship to the things that people need to be doing to to win with their personal finances. Yeah, and it's it's bigger, too, than um, – you know, performance is performance. So whether I'm working with my PGA Tour professionals, whether I'm working with my youth athletes or speaking to coaches, um, you know, performance in whatever domain we want to be in. So if we want to win in the market, if we want to win to establish whatever the financial security we want in our life, there has to be a vision and a goal. And we have to be clear about what we want. So many of us struggle with identifying or even saying what we want. Like we're afraid to admit it. And for a lot of us, we're afraid to admit it because what may actually happen is if we fail, but we went all in, that, that kind of bothers us a little bit more than saying, well, I mean, I didn't do everything I think I could have. And so whatever we're performing with, we have to be truly locked in and go for it. And that requires sacrifice. But it's about when it gets hard and when it gets difficult and when there's a lot of demands out there is that we have to get more disciplined to our process and whatever process we have and whatever process you establish with your clients or if you're listening to this at home and and you get a little you know distracted, it's the best time not to beat yourself up, but instead reinvest in the discipline of the details, the little things, because all those little things grow into big things. And so whether I have a player who's making a putt on a PGA Tour event to win a major, a uh, kid trying to get a college scholarship, or a business person that I coach, those decisions – where we apply our performance is what makes us different, but we're all fighting for the same performance goals. You know, I believe that regardless of the end results of the game tonight, that tomorrow Nick Saban is going to wake up going, okay, next year. And what do we do now in order to be there next year to have the opportunity to have that national championship title again? And so many times our investors, they they focus so much though on that end result of retirement that they lose focus on what they need to be doing today in order to get to that long-term goal. Is that something you can help address for them? Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, when we, if we looked at, if we look back today and, and said, you know, how, how did Disney world build where they were at? And we see this enormity. It'd be impossible to start a Disney world today, but yet we started an Apple and we started at Google and we started an Amazon, but they started small. And like any of us in business or whatever we're trying to grow, we're trying to grow our own way and we always see the envision in mind and, and we should, but then we have to build the sequential steps to get there. 
And you're exactly right. I mean, one of the things that Coach uh, Saban does so well and other coaches I work with is they allow what's called a 24-hour rule, to enjoy it for 24 hours. When it's over, it's over, though. Now we got to get back to work because we're judged based on our most recent experience. And through that are their failures. We don't want to waste failures. We don't want to waste successes. We need to learn from each and every one we go through. And so just like a, a financial planner, somebody who's in creating investment plans for somebody in life, yes, we have a long-term goal. But we also have to find times to enjoy it. You know, I've been around a lot of people who, who, who forget along the way the joy and the gratitude that they have. And when it's over, they're disappointed because it, it didn't live up to what they idealized. And then they missed all the little stops along the way. And, and here's a perfect example. You know, this is January and most of us are probably starting to think about summer vacations, particularly if we're in cold weather areas. And, you know, there, there's a lot of hectic nature about vacations. And for most of us, we actually don't enjoy the vacation while we're on them because there's so many things you have to do, especially if you have kids. You start remembering how great the vacation is six months later because that's what happens in life too is in the moment it's really hard, but we have to just fully invest ourselves in that because the joy and the memories of what we have will get better as we get further away from it. We're speaking with Brett McCabe, who is the sports psychologist with the University of Alabama, among other uh, noted athletes in the country. And uh, Brett, in your book, The the Mindside Manifesto, you bring to light this concept of breaking your fishbowl. And I think you kind of alluded to that just a minute ago, where the idea is that we all tend to limit ourselves and our growth based on fear. How do you see that happening with people and their money? Well, uh, you know, I think... I'm a big fan of Daniel Kahneman, who is a psychologist that works, I think, for University of Pennsylvania in the business department, wrote a brilliant book called Thinking Fast and Slow. So if you haven't read it, please read it. It's a tough read, but he talks about concepts such as loss aversion and how most of us in our lives work to prevent loss versus gain. And one of the best analogies is if you if you look at clothing and, or TV, you give people a 30% rebate versus 30% off. Most people would take the 30% off than the rebate. The, the rebate doesn't work because – they're, they're having to actually outlay that 30% more. People want to prevent future losses. And we have to learn to override that in order to grow wealth. The interesting thing is when I go to Silicon Valley and speak to people there, um, it, they tend to be opposite. So the brain under any kind of loss becomes much more powerful to prevent future losses. If you think about what are the two main purposes of the human brain, it's to keep you alive so that you can extend your genes into the next generation. That's it. Everything we do in our life is built around those two things. But the most powerful one is to keep us alive. Well, our brain misreads threat. And so the threat of losing money often feels like the threat of dying a little bit to the brain. Well, the fishbowl approach is that we only grow to the size of the boundaries we place on ourselves. Just like a goldfish will swim around in a bowl. It'll never jump out. It'll never hit the end. It'll never try to crack. the. It just swims around and says, feed me, and as long as my water's clean, I'm going to grow to the size that fits my bowl. Well, if w what we do is we actually do a little bit worse than that. We actually come just inside of the fishbowl because we don't want to hit the edges. And we know that greatness happens at the edge of, of comfort. But we have to believe that we're capable of accepting and working through anything that happens in our lives. So I want our folks to break our fishbowls and realize that what we're capable of is far beyond our own capacity. But more importantly, what we're capable of is based upon the skills and the, and the, the mindset to achieve. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I think we have sold people a really bad bill of goods to think that life is going to be easy if we do certain things. Life is hard and it's messy and it's not fair. Okay, there are people who are born with things that not as good as us, but seem to succeed. And yet there are people with born with not as many opportunities that struggle. It's what you make of your circumstances to create your future. And it's what to make of it. And the way we have to do that is break our fishbowl and break those labels we place on ourselves. I think it's really important. Uh, you're talking about, you know, this mindset of loss uh, to take a moment during the volatility that we're having in the market currently. And let's look at the mindset of Alabama versus the mindset of Arkansas fans. There is at Alabama an expectation to win and Woo pig suey, no offense guys, but here there's an expectation to lose currently. There just has been. And, and so how do you as an investor or as a fan of the Razorbacks, how do you as an investor get past that expectation when the market is doing what it's doing? What needs to change in the mindset of an investor to help them look long term? Well, you know, the old saying, right, is a boat is not built for the calm harbor, it's built for the 
volatile seas. And if we're going to take a boat out into the volatile seas, we're going to put on our safety net. We're going to put on our safety vest, and we're going to buckle in, and we're going to ride the waves. And and so I think a lot of times what happens, it's a great question, is that when we have those ups and downs, many times we emotionally react to them. Like, I've done something wrong, or I should have known that better, versus I have no control of what's going on things outside of my control. And how much control do we have based on, on the market? Uh, it, we are indicators that can kind of influence, but nobody controls it. And so just like athletes, is they have to be willing to adjust, just like anything we have in life, right? It's We're never going to get what we assume we're going to get. We have to be able to adjust and adapt. And our brains are remarkable at adjustment and adapting when we give it the freedom to do that. Brett, we are arguably you are in a situation where you work with the greatest of all time. Uh, Nick Saban has obviously escalated to the pinnacle of, of modern day college football and rivals what uh, that former Alabama coach Bear Bryant, who, by the way, was from Arkansas, <laughs> uh, who, uh, you know, obviously they are the, at the pinnacle of, of the profession that you spend a, an awful lot of time in. Talk about the element of coaching when it comes to personal finance. A lot of times people overlook the ability of a coach to step in and help them with their performance. And we try to draw that parallel. But what do you say about the necessity of having a coach? Well, everyone, everybody who's out there is a guide for somebody else. And everybody's on their own journey. And if we can become a guide to help them, and what's more important is it's not the guide's journey. It's the, the person's journey. And so you have to learn what they want. And I think a lot of times we assume that we know. I, I, deal, I played with a coach that won two national titles. He won five. I was on two of them. Um, and so I've been around a lot of championship coaches. I've been a lot of, around a lot of very successful individuals and helped them reach their levels of success. The best coaches hold accountability, but they do it based on what that individual wants. They're not embarking the accountability that they think that that person should have. They negotiate with them, they work with them, they involve them, they motivate them, they inspire them, and they understand that their level is higher than what that player believes they can achieve. And that's what great coaching is. That's what love-based investing in, in love-based coaching is, is that I believe you're greater than what you believe you are, and I need to hold you to that accountability. But great coaches guide them. They put them in scenarios to get better, to see that growth. And whatever you're doing with your clients – is that you are their guide and you you show them where things are coming. And, and if there's a mistake that is made or there's a something that happened, you show them stability and you show them reconciliation and you show them learning. And that's what great coaches are. I mean, we want to all focus on coaches when they're in the pinnacle, but we many times don't look at coaches when they're in their troughs and what it does to get them back on top. And and college coaches are fascinating because rosters turn over so fast, so they have to work really hard to maintain that culture of excellence through season to season and year to year, also dealing with successes along the way to keep that hunger there. And that's why they're great guides. The book is The Mindside Manifesto. The man is Dr. Brett McCabe. He is the uh, sports psychologist for the University of Alabama and is also uh, helping us out today on the Get Ready for the Future show. Doctor, best of luck to you. We appreciate the time and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much. Roll Tide tonight. Have a financial question? Want answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. You've got questions, we've got answers. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the Gen Wealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. A Gen Wealth financial advisor near you, if you'd like to set up an appointment, you can dial this number, 501 653 7355. Again, if you'd like to write it down, 501 653 7355. Or you can find it on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. You can find out more information, more educational resources at our website. You can also email us, as we just said there, Mr. Announcer Man, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. You can reach out that way. But that phone number will get you in touch with Anna Olive here in our Bryant office, and she will uh, be able to set you an, an appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor near you. Now, we have locations all across the state now, especially in central Arkansas. We have a West Little Rock location, as we've already mentioned, Bryant. There's also an office in Hot Springs, so if you're listing in Garland County today or anywhere near Hot Springs, 
Uh, we have an advisor and an office there, also in El Dorado in South Arkansas. So if you'd like to just set up that first appointment, and we always like to remind you that doesn't cost you anything. All we will uh, ask you to do is bring a few items with you so that we can get a clear picture, uh, an overall or a broad view of your financial situation so that we can see how we might help you. 501-653-7355. And some of what we do as an advisor, and I would say a big part of what we do, guys, is coaching, is guiding, is maybe helping our clients to avoid making an emotional decision. The mental aspect of financial planning is huge. And as you connect the dots from our previous interview with Dr. Brett McCabe, who is a sports psychologist for the University of Alabama football team, among others, uh, it really does make sense. I thought he was awesome, first of all. I mean, the way the way he described the connections himself was great. But so much of what he was saying really resonated with me as, as we deal with our clients. Yeah, I think that uh, if I could go back and and redo my, my college years, I would go get a psych degree and still come into the financial business because the, the psychology of dealing with money – I'm going to just use a, a sort of a John rule of thumb here. It's about 80, 85% how you think and about uh, somewhere about 15 to 20% of what actually happens. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, there are, are things in the market that, that create fear. There are uh, things in the market that create euphoria. There are things in the market that cause you concern. But I think most of the time it is how you respond to those things that really dictates the outcome of what's going to happen in your portfolio. So what is the what's the answer to that? How do you control that? And one of the ways that you control that is through education. We've got a great educational event coming up. It's very timely. Uh, we've got a lot of people already signed up for this. So uh, this weekend I would be on uh, on the website getting your tickets to Outlook 2019. Uh, that is going to be an event that we have on January 26th at the Crown Plaza in West Little Rock. It is an opportunity for you to hear the fundamentals. This is an education. We're not going to come out and tell you that there's a magic investment that's going to cure the problems that you might have in your portfolio as a result of the ups and downs of the market. What we're going to do is we're going to get your mind right about what's going on in the markets and cause you to focus on the right things as opposed to all the noise that may be generated on a day-to-day -day basis uh, about things that really are what I'm just going to call transient in nature. You know, I would say here's a great study in psychology just by the attendance that is building for that Outlook workshop. It's always a highly attended, yep. probably the most highly attended Gen Wealth Academy workshop we do. We do it twice a year in January at the beginning of the year and then mid-year Outlook uh, in either July or August. But the uh, the attendance that is already registered to come to that workshop is larger than it normally is. And, and we know why, because yeah. of the volatility and because of the fear that has set in in many investors' minds, and that's natural. But when you think about uh, what John just said, Chad, and, and you played you played a lot of football, so you understand this too very well. When he talked about there's no magic investment, there's nothing you're going to get here that we're holding secret uh, in terms of you invest in this and it's going to be get rich quick time, right? It's not you're not going to win the lottery. What did Doctor McCabe say in that last interview? He talked about it really boils down to sacrifice. It does, and and there's two things that I think he really the fundamentals that I got from that was focus and discipline. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think if you went in and listened to him and any speech, any uh, engagement that he had with some of these professional athletes, I think he is going to, even at that level, look and, and just hone in on those two points, focus and discipline. And, and that's what I get from the, the first part of the year. I think it's kind of unique because Monday, uh, a Monday in December is not really any different than a Monday in January. That's right. You know, but, but what changes? Yeah. It, it's the focus and the discipline that people make this adjustment after the new year and they, they go into this new year. So I would encourage everyone. And, and I think the, what I see in January is that people start. Mm -hmm. And I think the outlook 2019 is a start. And he talked about in that interview, he said, you know, everybody starts small. Yep. And I think that is where we can really encourage people is just to start. And he talked about Disney had to start, Amazon, 
He yeah. talked about Google, yeah. Apple, all those big companies. Everybody looks at this end result and saying, you know, how in the world did they get there? Well, they had to start somewhere. And yeah. I think that is what the first, what's so unique about the first of the year is the renewed discipline and focus that people have. So let's uh, let's uh, put a real world thing to this for just a second. Abby and I have been going to the gym probably for the last month or so uh, together, kind of an accountability type thing. Abby's my daughter. Uh, and so we have been going to a gym over in Benton and you know we'd go there and, and there'd be a few folks there and then we rolled up the other day and the parking lot was absolutely jammed yeah yeah and I said to her how many of these folks are going to be here in February how many of these folks are going to be here in March the fact that we started before the fad hit is really going to be good because we've already established that habit. We've got that focus. We've got that intensity. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of worked through the, the uglies of working out and now I miss it if I don't go. And so it is something that you've got to build those good solid habits. Well, and, and let's, let's focus in on the terminology here. We, we, you mentioned the word habits. We said at the beginning of the show, that's what we're talking about, building habits that stick. If you want to use habits, that's great. I think we ought to replace habits and resolutions with these words we're using. Sacrifice, discipline, and focus. That's yep. what keeps you on track. And then you have to wonder, well, what is the track I'm on, right? Because if you don't have a long-term goal, if you don't have a financial plan, if you don't have a an outcome you are seeking, then how do you, how do you acquire that sacrifice, focus, and discipline? And I think that goes to our next topic here, some some ten, some better money habits. We've got ten of them. Better money habits that you can build in to your 2019. And we've got a few we're going to throw out you and there and through throw at you. And they're very simple. In fact, the first one is using the word simple. Keep your budget simple. Yep. You, go ahead. Yeah, the the budget is is where everything starts. Uh, if you are not paying attention to the little things, the big things really aren't going to to come to fruition. And so we believe in something a concept called a zero based budget. And we've got a spreadsheet that we can email out to you for a zero-based budget. It's absolutely free of charge. If you will email us at info, I-N-F-O, at getreadyforthefuture.com, you can get this very simple zero-based budget spreadsheet, and you can begin to do some very simple budgeting. But, Chad, it is the little things in any endeavor, whether it is finances, sports, Anything that you're going for, you've got to take care of the small things. Well, uh, y'all get to throw some words out on the radio show a couple times, like retire. Y'all get to throw that word out. I'm going to throw the B word out, the budget. I'm throwing it out. Okay. Okay. So you may not like, just, just go with me here for a second. All right. Everybody right now is tracking exercise, tracking calories. And that is what it's taking. That's their focus and their discipline towards their new weight loss. Cause that's not, I'd say, you know, the majority of New Year's resolution is, is, is health. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I change that health? How do I adjust time? You know, I, so I'm going to call it dollar tracking. Okay. I like and that. It. And that's what you need to do. You need to, in order to start, like we just got done talking about, you need to start tracking your dollars. And be mindful of where those dollars are going, because I think that is the very first step in trying to figure out what your outcome could even possibly be. And the only way you can do that is to physically actually put the numbers Mm -hmm. down on paper, if you will. And this spreadsheet will help you to do that. Info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Let me also add, if you are a pre-retiree, if you're five years out from retirement, even 10 years out from retirement, I think it's a good idea to start dollar tracking or figuring out what your dollar tracking is going to look like in retirement. Because I think that's really a bit of a misnomer for folks who come to see us for retirement planning, John, is that's one of the things they haven't really thought about is that, yes, I may or may not have a budget while my paychecks are hitting my bank account, but when the paycheck goes away and you're having to replace it on some level, whether it's 75 or 80% of it or it's 100% of it, there's still going to need to be a budget in retirement. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is focused. You talk about focus. is focused on what is your income need. What do you need as far as income is concerned to cover your basic expenses? And then what would you like to have? What is your desired income that you'd like to have above your basic expenses? Now, obviously, you're going to be somewhat limited by the size of your portfolio uh, in terms of that income desire, but we want to cover both of those bases and 
And you do that by going through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So creating that budget either in pre-retirement years or in your retirement years requires a little bit of thought. Put it down on paper. We can help you with that uh, handout we told you we would get you if you send it to info at get ready or send us an email at info at get ready for the future.com and we will send it out to you. Create that budget today and then implement those principles of sacrifice, focus, and discipline to keep it going throughout. 2019. Let me throw one more in here that goes along with the budgeting thing is that is establish passive spending barriers to save more money. Essentially saying, I'm not going to spend any more than this on a particular item. Mm. I think that helps you in terms of staying on track with the direction that you want to go with your spending. Helps you when you go in to shop for it too. Not to, Absolutely. Uh, not to upsize right there in front of uh, the, t- the TVs on the wall at Best Buy, right? We're going to take a break and talk about more of these 10 Better Money Habits in 2019. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. If you aren't following us on social media, you're missing out. Check out behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. Just search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us at Gen Wealth FA on Twitter. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Building financial habits that stick. That's the topic of today's Get Ready for the Future show. And a reminder, if you missed any of it today, if you're just joining us uh, out in the car or the truck headed to Home Depot, as we find a lot of our listeners do, they catch bits and pieces of the show, you can always get us on iTunes or Stitcher. Listen to our podcast. Sign up to get our podcast. They're absolutely free to listen to. And one of the things I would encourage you to do it, and a reason I would encourage you to do it today, uh, is when this uh, broadcast gets posted on podcast, you'll be able to hear an interview with Brett McCabe, Dr. Brett McCabe, a renowned sports psychologist. He is a sports psychologist for the University of Alabama football team and other renowned sports stars. He had a great interview with us here on the Get Ready for the Future show talking about getting your mind right and the mental components to succeeding at all aspects of life, but as we relate them to your finances, and we talk about the word habit and resolutions and maybe throwing those out and thinking more about the term sacrifice, focus, and discipline, we're talking about 10 better money habits you can build this year here in 2019. As Chad talked about, there's no real difference in last Monday versus the previous Monday, but for whatever reason, when January 1st rolls around and we count the uh, count the Big Apple down from the top of the... Uh, top of the building there, we talk about change. We talk about renewal. We talk about a resolution. So if you haven't done some of these things, this is a good time to implement them in your financial life. And 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 let me say this too, guys, as we talk about the rest of these things in this segment, we go back to the plan. Building a plan, a financial plan, setting long-term goals, knowing what your outcomes are, are, where you're trying to get. The purpose in doing all of this is really vital to setting up, and we can help you do that. We are financial planners first, as much as we are investment managers. 501-653-7355 is the number to call. That's the main Bryant office number, but again, we have offices in El Dorado, Hot Springs, West Little Rock. We mentioned Bryant, also Shreveport, Bossier City. There is a Gen Wealth advisor near you if you're hearing my voice. And that's the first step, no matter what your level of wealth. We respect all levels of wealth, but we build financial plans for our clients first. Because as I talk about, John, with my clients, we have a tool chest behind us, a virtual tool chest of uh, of the investment universe. But I can't pull out a wrench if you need a hammer. We have, right. to, we have to talk about where you need to go and what tool you need. The problem is, is that in a lot of cases, when people go to a financial advisor uh, or someone that is in the financial industry, I'll say, uh, everything looks like a nail because all they've got is a hammer. Mm-hmm. And we have a complete tool chest to work with because we know that you know there is a different tool for a different job. And so when you sit down with a Gen Wealth advisor, we're going to look at the whole picture. We're going to try to judge what your needs are and then use the tools that are necessary to get those needs and bring them to fruition. So when we build that financial plan, that can help you see the on paper, on purpose value in some of these better money habits that we're talking about. In the last segment, Chad, we talked about keeping your budget simple, or as you told us, let's throw out the word budget and talk about dollar tracking. It's cash flow management, dollar tracking, knowing where all of your dollars go. Something that might help reduce that, the amount of money going out of your bank account is cook 
at home more often. I think that's a simple thing because, you know, I go I go through the drive-through line at lunch sometimes and I see how many people are out there. I mean, it we have become a eating out society and I know that's fun and I know that we should do it, right? I want to do it. But if think about little differences and we'll use that to point towards bigger things. You, you there are a lot of avenues you could go down to just make small changes in your budget that would free up cash flow and use that difference to invest. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things if you started tracking your dollars it'd be it'd be yeah. pretty good exercise to see how much is flowing out to those out to eat joints uh cooking, you know, and not cooking at home and and that one of those things, you know, by not cooking or uh, eating out uh, freeing up some of those dollars will lead into number seven, which is, you know, max out your retirement right. savings. Yeah, you've got to be sure that you are putting the pedal to the metal. Why not max out your retirement savings? It's not benefiting anybody but you to do that. You need to be maximizing your 401k plan. You need to be maximizing your IRA if you don't have a 401k plan. Look at a Roth IRA for tax-free income for the future uh, to give you some tax diversification. Maxing out your retirement savings is a strong, better money habit for 2019. And let's talk generally speaking about the direction you might go, because I think I've had a lot of clients in there uh, in in my office recently, and we've talked about, well, where should I've got some cash flow. I've, I've reduced my I've reduced my budget. I've got some more money I want to throw at retirement savings. But how do I do it? How do we look at that 401k? Do I put it all in the pre-tax offering or do I just go up to the point to get the employer match and then go to a tax-free Roth IRA? Of course, everybody's situation is different, but here's what we would suggest. Uh, First of all, look at getting the maximum match because you're leaving money on the table from your employer. Now, once you capture all that money and you max out the match, then potentially look at a Roth IRA because a Roth IRA is going to give you tax-free income at retirement and fulfill that idea of tax diversification that I talked about just a few minutes ago. Tax diversification is huge because a Roth IRA is about the only income that you're going to have in retirement that, first of all, is tax-free and, second of all, doesn't count toward making your Social Security taxable. Well, and John, I think we need to point out, too, right here that it's not too late to yes. do that for 2018. Yes. You, you can come in and sit down with an advisor. You can do a prior year contribution to a Roth IRA. It's either $5,500 or $6,500. You can max that out as long as you qualify to make a contribution to a Roth. And if you don't qualify in the standard way, you can ask about a backdoor Roth contribution. We can help you with that as well. Let's talk about max out that, that uh, term as well as it might apply to pre-retirees because they may be looking at catching up right on contributions and we know there are limits although those catch-up contributions for persons over 50 do go up there's still a limit on how much you can put in your employer plan and how much you can put a traditional IRA or Roth IRA let's say you're thinking about catching up and making sure you have enough assets for retirement coming in and sitting down with a general financial advisor can can clarify what those contribution rates need to be, and then you might need to go outside of those plans and build another account to make sure you have enough assets to provide yourself with income in retirement. Yeah. Scott, I read something the other day. I'm going to try to take us off track, but Warren Buffett at age 50 only had 1% of what he's got now. Wow. So you think about that. There's still time. Now, I know that's an extreme situation, but I read that the other day and I thought, I mean, that that is pretty incredible to know that he only had 1% at age 50. So if if you're in that situation, you say, well, you know, I feel like I'm way behind. There, there are still some things you can do like the catch-up. You'd be surprised. I mean, I, I, I think you have to have time. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time. But if you are 10 years out, if you're 15 years out, you'd be surprised at how much difference changing your contribution rate, John, can, can make on your retirement plan. It it is a huge impact. And another huge impact, Scott, is putting those contributions on autopilot. Uh, We have, for many, many years, set people up on a monthly draft out of their bank account into their IRA or Roth IRA and formed those habits without you having to think about it 
every month. You put it in to your bank account from your paycheck, and then right after your paycheck hits, take out 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is you're going to contribute to your IRA. Just make it automatic, and you don't miss it. It is something that that really does build good habits for you. And there's potential value in that, too. doesn't assure success, but going in systematically, Chad, on a monthly basis, and we talked about the volatility in the market earlier in the broadcast, you can take advantage of those, as you pointed out, buying opportunities. Yeah, and it can it can really help you to keep that mindset and know that you're you're paying yourself first yes. is basically what you're doing. You're you're basically not you know completing your expenses and at the end of the month saying, hey, I've got this left over. I'm going to put it towards. You're paying yourself first and then uh, adjusting your expenses for whatever you got left. Here's another common uh, quandary that we get from potential clients too, John, is if they do have extra cash flow and they are trying to decide of. Do I throw it at retirement savings or do I pay off the house? Well, I think you've got to think about doing both at the same time. Paying down debt is typically an ongoing activity, but you can accelerate your debt reduction by making it a habit to put extra money toward that debt. And you'll get a big reward once that it comes off the books. Yep. You know, if you're making a $500 a month payment, you think about freeing up $500 a month in your cash flow by chunking a big chunk of money on that debt. That is a huge thing to think about. And you want to do that maybe with extra money and use your regular money to save for retirement. That is a big part, a big component of many of the financial plans we create for our clients, a debt elimination schedule or plan. How do you get it paid off to make sure that you go into retirement? Because again, it's all about that budget. So if the mortgage is gone going into retirement, it is certainly going to be beneficial to your retirement income plan. Scott, let's uh, pause for just a second and point our listeners to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. Janet has written a blog on ways that you can actually form these smart money habits. And it's really an acronym of budget, but it really is helping you to understand what smart goals are and how you can can form these good habits and have this as a focused system that you can have some intensity with and have the discipline to actually put these things in play. So go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com, go to our blog page and read Janet's budget blog. Can't tell you how many folks have been in uh, the Gen Wealth offices towards the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019 with the goal of creating a financial plan. And if you'd like to take your first step in doing that for you and your household, reaching out is easy. Just call 501-653-7355. 501-653-7355. Putting a plan in place to know where you're going, what outcome you wish to have, and building your retirement income. It's part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, and you can learn more by dialing that number or reaching out at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Scott, let's just wrap this up by saying two things. One is uh, all of this activity, you've got to understand that it is investing in yourself. That is a huge mindset that you've got to have, and you've got to remember the basic. It's spend less than you earn and invest the difference. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll